0: Here's the haiku of the day. So much fun this week. Barrett's hearings start today. There will be bullshit. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses in Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Oh, it's going to be such fun this week. I, sw- I swear to you, it's going to be such a gas. So Amy Comey Barrett is being... Is starting her testimony in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee today. This should be absolute fun. I am planning to see a lot of sweating, screaming, gnashing of teeth, and probably some cursing by the Democrats. I, I can't wait. On Sunday, her part her speech was actually released to the um, to the media. They usually get it I, I guess ahead of the time. I say this be. It, it, well, the speech of the notorious ACB, and I say that just to piss off liberals, because that seems to really piss them off, and that's good. So, from the Daily Wire, uh, Judge Amy Coney Barrett will praise her mentor, the late Justice Antonin Scalia, and honor the late Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, which has got to really fry some fat there, in a brief set, a series of remarks on to open her senate confirmation uh the four-page statement issued to most of the major media outlets on sunday has barrett focusing intently on her judicial qualifications and her theory of interpreting the law rather than her background family or origins something the left-leading and progressive activists have focused on intently over the last weeks instead um Barrett is simply going to address uh, the Democrats' concerns that she will issue proclamations from the bench and not make law with judicial rulings. Uh, Courts have a vital responsibility, quote, this is what she said, quote, Courts have a vital responsibility to enforce the rule of law, which is critical to a free society. But courts are not designed to solve every problem or right every wrong in public life. The policy decisions and value judgments of the government must be made by the political branches elected by and accountable to the people. And by the way, this is absolutely correct. The Supreme Court really is not supposed to have a heck of a lot of power. Definitely not to change law. Roe v. Wade was a terrible law. Um, and it's sh- a terrible precedent. And it should have never been made. Simply because um, it it, j- it went beyond the Constitution. You read the law, you make a decision. That's it. Now, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, I know everyone loved Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I thought she was a piece of crap. But she was, she did understand the Constitution. She did. She understood the Constitution. For example, the court packing thing, which we're going to get into I think we're going to get into a little later, she didn't, never believed in it, never believed in it. And that's because she said, well, it's the rule of law. You read the law and you make a decision off the law. She did believe that the, um, she did believe that the constitution was fluid. It wasn't exact. I don't believe that. I think that's a bad way of looking at the law. So, you could read into, which is what Roe v. Wade did, it read into the Constitution and determined abortion was um, constitutional. That's, no, that's not really the thing. So, the notorious ACB uh, was a clerk for Antonin Scalia. She said, Justice Scalia taught me more than just law. He was a devoted he was devoted to his family resolute in his beliefs and fearless in his criticism and as imbar- as i embarked on my own legal career i resolved to maintain that the same perspective there is a tendency in our profession to treat the practice of laws as all-consuming while losing sight of everything else what makes for sh- a shallow and unfulfilling life very good I like this, and that's what it is. It's she continues. Quote: When I was 21 years old and just beginning my career, Ruth Bader Ginsburg sat in this seat. She told the committee, "Quote: What has become of me only could happen in America." End quote. I have been nominated to fill Justice Ginsburg's seat, but no one will ever take her place. I will forever be grateful for the path she marked and the life that she led. Now, I don't like Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I'm sorry, I don't. I I don't. When she died, I I said, yeah, she was a great justice. (coughs) Never want to celebrate a death, but I'm glad she's off the bench because she was a terrible, she was a bad person. I'm sorry, you're killing babies in the womb and you don't seem to care. So Politico which actually got a copy of this statement, called it bland. And the statement had nothing to do with the issues, the important issues. Well, here's the thing. It's an opening statement. It's not going to have anything to do with any issues. It's going to basically be an opening statement. Democrats have said they might not her as much as we first thought. Her record is too good. Her experiences are way too heavy. And she has been through the Senate confirmation process before and burned people like Dianne Feinstein. Anything the Dems can come up with now would seem desperate because it would be thought that it would have been brought up two years ago. Senator Ted Cruz from Texas doesn't think that the Dems will back off. He said on Meet the Press, quote, "I hope we don't have a Senate I we, I, we don't see Senate, Senate Democrats turning it into a political circus. I think we're going to see, by the way, some more procedural games and shenanigans. Please don't use the word shenanigans ever. I don't know what they're going to do, whether it's to try and boycott meetings or to try and impeach the president. The delay tactics of the Democrats aren't going to work. I think they're looking for anything to delay things, even a day or two or three. We've managed to have hearings for months. I believe we have the votes and I believe Judge Barrett on the merits is going to be confirmed and confirmed at the end of the month before election day. Okay, so here's what here's what Ted Cruz is is right about. I think the only way that the Democrats are going to come out of this smelling like a rose is by trying to delay the confirmation hearings. Now, this didn't work with Kavanaugh, and Kavanaugh was a lot more of a controversial candidate than Amy Coney Barrett. So, I don't think any of this is going to work. They're going to spend about a week doing this, the uh, the hearings, and, and the thing is, Democrats want to delay this, but half the Democrats don't even want to talk to her right now, and that's not going to work. And here's something wild and crazy. Do you realize that confirmation hearings are not even constitutional? You could it, President Trump could say, I'm going to call a vote. Or, uh, I'm sorry, President Trump can't do that. Mitch McConnell could say, I'm going to call a vote. And that's it. End of story. Done deal. If this whole thing was going to be like 20 or it's going to be 10 or 15... 10 or 15 votes above, all they'd have to do is say, let's have the vote now. We don't need a confirmation hearing. Confirmation hearings started back in, I think it's like 50s or 40s. This wasn't something they actually did. They used to, the president used to sit back and nominate someone and the Senate voted. And that was it. It was over confirmation hearings are a public debacle. That's all they are. So, it's crap. And we're going to find out. I think Ted Cruz is probably right here, even though he used the word shenanigans, which is a word that should never be used in the English language. I think Ted Cruz is right. I think there's they're going to come up with something. They're, they are going to come up with something. And the media is actually going to come up with it, as we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, so... We'll have to see what's going to happen. I'm really excited about it. Don't forget, always love politics. The second you start hating politics, the second you start hating people, you start hating things, don't leave politics. Go watch, I don't know, South Park or something. Just get out of politics because this is a fun part of politics, this whole confirmation thing. Okay, so we're going to be talking pretty much nothing but about Amy Coney Barrett and her um <laughs> and her nomination this week and oh I've got some stuff for you I it, the media just is just so dumb so let's look at this this story this is a great story I'm sure you're going to hear about this if you haven't already now there's a saying I love go learn a book because the reason I say go learn a book it usually means you don't know shit and you shouldn't be talking okay, CNN host Jake Tack, uh, uh, Tapper, who I think Jake Tapper, honestly, is a classical liberal, probably. I think he's a little left of a classical liberal, kind of like what Dave Rubin is. Um, he does, he's anti-Trump, there's no question, and he is, he has his moments, But he also has his moments that lean a little bit in the journalistic truth side. So I kind of respect Jake Tapper. Now, he said some shit that's bad. I mean, there's no question. He hates Trump and blah, blah, blah. He was interviewing Kate Bedingfield on Sunday morning, and they were talking about um, court packing. Uh, Tapper played some comments from Biden where the Democratic president, where... He falsely claimed that the Senate was doing, by moving the Supreme Court, uh, by actually nominating a Supreme Court nominee, Amy Coney Barrett, that was actually unconstitutional. And so Tapper decided to hit her on it. Let's listen to this idiot's response when she talks about putting the Supreme Court justice, when she... Uh, before an election it's it's really telling and we're going to talk about it's telling because there's actually a second quote she made so listen to this
1: but he said it's not constitutional what they're doing how is it not constitutional what they're doing
2: his point is that the people have an opportunity to weigh in on this constitutional process through their vote And we are now in the midst of the election. Millions of people have already cast their votes. And you see that the vast majority of people say that they want the person who wins the election on November 3rd to nominate the justice. That's a poll. That's not the Constitution. So by, by trying to... By trying to, that's, that is their con, their, there's the constitutional process of advising consent. The American people get to have their say by voting for president, by voting for senators. We are now 23 days from the election. Right, but it's not Again, unconstitutional. Millions of, millions of votes, millions of votes. They're being, voters are being denied their constitutional right to have a say in this process. They elect the senators. Republicans the are trying to ram through, are trying to ram through. A a nominee who, by the way, is going to change the makeup of the court. And we see time and time again, poll after poll shows that most Americans vehemently disagree with this. They believe that the vote should happen on November 3rd. That's not what the word
0: constitutional means. Constitutional
1: doesn't mean I like it it or I don't like it. It means it's according to the U.S. Constitution. There's nothing unconstitutional about what the U.S. Senate is doing.
0: What the fuck is this gal talking about? The popularity of a law has nothing to do with the law. And in this case, it is the law of the land, the Constitution. It is the supreme law of the land. Do we know why the process to confirm any Coney Barrett is constitutional? Because a Democrat would, it, because a Democrat would actually sue and try to take this to the Supreme Court. To rule it unconstitutional. Democrats can't do that. Do you know why? Because confirming Amy Coney Barrett is constitutional. They would lose in federal court. They wouldn't even get to a court of appeals. It's... It's constitutional! The president and Tapper was absolutely correct. The Senate was elected. The president was elected. Everyone sits back and says, well, this is a democracy. No, it's not a democracy. We're a democratic republic. We vote for our congressmen, our Senate, which I think is a bad idea, by the way, but that's another story. And the president, the president is elected for four years, the Senate is elected for whatever, and the House is elected for whatever. And in that time... Here's, here's, here's the story. Even if Trump loses the election, he still is the president until January 23rd. Period. End of story. He is the president until January 23rd. He could elect Amy Coney Barrett during his presidency. It doesn't matter. He's not president for three years or three and a half years. The Senate, next, the Senate was elected. Even expanded in 2018, which means a lot of people like what the Senate was doing. The Senate wants this person in the Supreme Court. The Senate can vote on. The Senate can vote on it. If the Senate doesn't, they won't. This same situation has happened like 27 times in the past. Most people got. Uh, most uh, candidates for the Supreme Court got put into the um, Supreme Court? About a third didn't? This is, this gal is full of shit. She doesn't know what she's talking about. It's not unprecedented. Polls do not change the Constitution. This is where Tapper hammered her. But I'll tell you what, what really annoys me is the way she talked over him. She already knew she was getting in trouble with the question. You could tell by the long pause. She was in trouble with the question. Garbage. But it gets better. This gal refused to answer anything about Biden and packing the Supreme Court. This is a good one. And this is, by the way, what Biden does. So listen to this one.
1: (laughs) it and we ask Republicans those questions but but we get to ask Democrats questions too and this is a simple it's a simple question uh and it's one frankly that Trump did not invent it came from the progressives in the Democratic Party and I I thought it was odd when Vice President Biden said the other day uh in response to a reporter's question that voters do not deserve an answer on this of course voters deserve an answer on his position on every issue
2: But we're not going to play their game. Well, he's given an answer. He's answered the question. I mean, he has probably answered this question 15 times over the course of the last week the answer is I am not going to play Donald Trump's game. I am not going to allow All right. the terms of this debate to shift to a hypothetical that assumes, by the way, that we, the Democrats are going to lose here. I mean, that's, that's really, that's what's at, at the core of this argument they're making. Uh, it assumes that we're going to lose. Vice President Biden doesn't accept that. He does not accept that. He's focused on, uh, turning people out to vote, making sure their voice is heard and making sure that they have a say in who the next Supreme Court justice is. All
1: right. Well, I I think a serious policy question is not a game, and I don't think it's Trump's game. But, Kate Benningfield, we always appreciate you coming on the show and answering the questions or deftly sidestepping them. Thank you so much. Appreciate it.
0: I love when Tapper does this, I, and he does this all the time. He is When he gets frustrated, he sits back and he is saying this, and everything he said was true. Here's the question. Is Biden going to pack the court? It's a yes-no question. It's not a President Trump question. President Trump's not packing the court. He has not answered the question 15 times this week. That's a lie. It's also correctly pointed out by Tapper that Republicans and Trump do this, do this throughout history. They don't. It's a lie. The last president who wanted to pack the court was Mr. New Deal FDR himself, Franklin Delano Roosevelt who, by the way, was a Democrat and a Socialist. Now, I want you to notice something, because this is what irritated me about this whole conversation. One, Jake Tapper really blew her out. He is, I hope, a classical liberal. He's no Trump fan. There's no question about that. His questions were very valid, and they should have been answered. And most of the questions are yes-no questions. They, they really didn't need to have a lot of fluff around them. The other thing, notice that the Democrats just have diarrhea of the mouth when they are asked a question that they don't want to answer. A good journalist calls them out on it, and that's why I like Jake Tapper, even though he is a Democrat. He's definitely a progressive Maybe he's a uh, classical liberal. I don't know. If he was a classical liberal, though, I think he would probably uh, not be a Democrat anymore. This broad, all she did was sit back and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. It and, and, and never answered the question. Does Joe Biden want to answer, pack the court? It's a yes, no question. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. We're not sure. I mean, something. Give us something. He might. He might not. I don't know. Okay. So here's here's the news slash. Uh, Biden is going to pack the court, especially if Barrett gets in. It'll be a six three, quote conservative end quote, court. If Amy Coney Barrett gets in. There's no guarantee he would do that, and there's no guarantee that court packing would even happen. Because there is a process that has to go through that. That process happened in FDR's generation. He was a president for 12 years. He couldn't get the court packed because the House and the Senate said, no, we're not going to do that. Hey, even, even the notorious RGB, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, did not believe in packing the court. But this isn't even the dumbest story. It's just a story... Of a dumb person. The next story is a dumb person, but he's kind of up there. Um, this let's let's talk about Joe Biden, who was quoted this weekend as saying the only court packing that's going on is going on with Republicans. According to the Daily Wire. Court packing, of course, has a very specific definition, as the Daily Wire noted Sunday. The practice, which originated with uh, President Franklin Delano Roosevelt through the Judicial Procedures Reform Bill of 1937, involves appointing up to six additional justices to the Supreme Court for every justice older than 70 years and six months, who has served 10 years or more. The U.S. Constitution set up America's High Court, but did not establish how many justices should serve, leaving that up to Congress. The Judiciary Act of 1789 put the number at 6. That number rose to 7 in 1807 and to 9 in 1837. The number rose to 10 in 1863, then dropped back down to seven in 1866. In 1869, Congress raised the number of justices to nine, where it has stood ever since. So, we've had nine justices since the 19th century. But Democrats are now pressing that that line that confirming judges to open seats, particularly conservatives constitutes court packing uh we have eight justices in nominating nominating amy coney barrett is not packing the court it's just bringing the court back to nine it's it's really just kind of disgusting well we're court we're court packing and this broad actually sat back and made it sound correct well, the court will be overturned. It'll be a 6 3 conservative to, or a uh, middle in conservative. I wouldn't say Justice Kavanaugh or John Roberts or uh, even Gorsuch are middle of the ro- Are are far right leaning justices. They're not. They kind of, they've already voted against Trump several times. So to sit back and saying, well, nominating someone that from an empty seat, because the empty seat was from a conservative, that's not a packing the court, it's just bringing the court back to nine. The reason the court (coughs) went from 10 to nine is because you can't have 10 people because you could have draws in the Supreme Court, and that wasn't a good thing. That's why a lot of Delano Rosa wanted to raise it by four because he wanted it from nine to 13. He didn't want to raise it one or three. He wanted to make sure that the courts were actually set up so that there was an odd number of jurists and those jurists could actually make decisions. Again, this is an example of where um, someone doesn't have any common sense to figure any of this crap out. All right? We we already read the 25th Amendment uh, just day before yesterday because we had to read the 25th Amendment because Nancy Pelosi doesn't seem to know what the 25th Amendment is. Folks, read a book. Read the Constitution. Read history books. Figure out what exactly is out there because Obviously, a lot of Democrats have absolutely no freaking idea what the hell is going on. So the last story is just how dirty the Democrats are going to get here. The Washington Post actually targeted the children of Amy Coney Barrett on Friday, running headlines that suggested that her kids actually spread COVID-19 in their school because of that super spreader Trump who may or may not have had uh, COVID when he announced her. Um, one of the gals, uh, it, this article was written by two people. It was Beth Reinhardt and Tom Hamburger. I'm not kidding. That's his name. Beth Reingold posted on Twitter, quote, two students... And a teacher at a school attended by the SCOTUS. NOM, Amy Coney Barrett's kids tested positive for coronavirus two weeks after the super spreader. That's Trump. Everything's Trump. Everything. Trump is just such an evil human being. He's going to go to hell, blah, blah, blah. He may go to hell, but I'm not really sure if it, because he had coronavirus. White House event for ACB, Amy Coney Barrett. Parents are freaked out, though no proven link. Okay, here's the thing. She said all this stuff. That Amy Coney Barrett's children spread COVID. That Amy Coney Barrett is a friend with Trump and she probably got COVID and gave it to her kids. And that President Trump is a super spreader. But then at the end, she says there's no proven link. So let's take a look at a couple of things from the article. Um, I don't have a, obviously, I'm not going to waste money on the Washington Post, but here's some things that Hamburger and Reinhardt actually wrote. A private school in South Bend, Indiana, attended by some children, children of the President Trump's nominee to the U.S. Supreme Court, Amy Coney Barrett, notified parents late Thursday that two students and a teacher had tested positive for the novel coronavirus. Notice they can't just call it the China virus. Okay, now the next couple of paragraphs are the big hickers here. And at least the Washington Post had the balls to actually say this. <clears throat> Quote: "The emails from Trinity School Principal came less than two weeks after Barrett family was honored at the at a White House event attended by several people who subsequently tested positive for the virus, including President Trump. The principal's announcement alarmed some school families, though there is no evidence linking the school infections to the White House event. Okay, that's that's one right off the bat. at least they said this. But here's the coup d'etat of the article, which should have made the story completely irrelevant, and the reality is it did make it completely irrelevant for anyone who read the story. So, listen to this, quote, a White House official who spoke on the condition of anonymity to discuss the sensitive health matters said Barrett's children have tested negative negative.'" never showed symptoms, and were kept out of school after uh, revelations that some who attended the White House ceremonies had tested positive. The official did not specify how long the children stayed home, but said that the school approved their return to the classroom. Oh my God. Are you kidding? So I'm going to say this, and you're going to hear a Bunch of things that are gonna say the same thing, okay. You hear a bunch of things. Why was this a story? And if Beth Reinhardt thought that it was important enough to tweet the fact that there was no evidence, why'd you write the story? A popular Twitter exploded, Twitter exploded, so a popular lawyer. Um, called Beyond Reasonable Doubt, uh, tweeted, that's not controversial if you have a soul, you absolute ghoul. Basically calling out Reinhardt and her bullshit. Uh, then there was Matt Whitlock. Of course he did it. Of course he did it, makes no sense. Why are you covering for Barrett's Kids School? You report that there's no connection between the White House event What's the purpose of the story? Duh. Uh, Molly Hemingway of The Federalist said, The Washington Post, which launched and ran the Democrats' anti-Kavanaugh smear campaign, has this week to run multiple articles attacking Amy Coney Barrett's religion, and now her children. Absolutely correct. And finally... There was one gal named Alexandria R. She's just some Bluetooth. Why on earth would you run this? As the story makes it clear, there's absolutely zero evidence these infections are related to Coney Barrett's children, who have tested negative, by the way. No, but seriously, why did WAPO publish this? Okay, there are two events, and we have no evidence they're related, and there's a lot of evidence they're not, but we're not going to run it. We're going to run it anyway, even though lots of people will assume they're linked, and we don't care about the minor children involved. This is typical and Expect more of this crap, especially as Barrett gets confirmed, especially as we get closer to the election. So Trump Trump announced, I think it was Saturday, that he is not contagious and he's probably immune to the disease. Guess what Twitter did? Twitter blocked it. They sat back and not confirmed, not confirmed. Um, he did have it. He doesn't have it now. About 153, literally 153 doctors said that, but Twitter decided, this is such crap. You really need to read shit. I I kid you not, everything needs to read because the media is going to get worse and worse and worse. And we're not talking about the regular media. We're talking social media. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. This stuff is going to go crazy. We are 24 days, 23 days from the election. And they're getting really bad, the media. And people need to see the media for what it is. Bunch of freaking lying assholes. Okay, anyway, you can follow me on Twitter at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. You can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, and YouTube. Uh, you can visit my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. I've got links where I got my sources. I've got my show notes. I've got all the videos, audio, any graphics that are there. This is Gene. If you listen to Dumbasses Talking Politics.